Hi, this is Paul Butler. I'm the Senior Pastor of New Heart Baptist Church. Thanks for checking out our podcast. We hope that this podcast will be a great blessing to you and encourage your life. About blessing, this word blessing starts way back at the very beginning of Scripture by way of, of revision. It actually means abundance. And so when God blessed creation, he spoke over it to multiply. And so the whole concept behind blessing is multiplication and abundance. Then in Genesis 3, when uh, humans were created, he spoke over them and blessed them, it says, and it says multiply. And so this whole idea of blessing is to do with the abundance and the generosity that God provides to us in the Holy Spirit and therefore in our lives. It's a very interesting concept, blessing, and we throw it around very loosely. Oh, bless your brother. Well, what you're saying is, may abundance be upon you in every which way possible. And that's a good thing. And that's what we've been hearing this morning about the testimonies and the stories uh, from Margaret and, and from Carrie Ann and so forth. It is important to be a blessing. And it does multiply. Things happen when we bless. The, the opposite to that is scarcity, uh, abundance. And the word curse, when God cursed the land, it, it, it actually means scarcity. And so the, the diametric opposite of the, of the spirit of the world actually is scarcity. And people try to overcome in that uh, all their lives. I shared a, a, a little picture. Now, how do we get this thing to work, brothers? It's not going when I press the button. There we go. Okay, I shared, this is my Indonesian broom, I call it. And uh, that is what happens when one church can plant another church, can plant another church, can plant another church. If every church planted roughly three churches in every 10 years, the statistics are staggering. It just blows out of control. And uh, this church is a church planting church. And if every church we plant can plant another church every three years, every 10 years, sorry, every 10 years we plant three churches, uh, you know, in a lifetime that just goes into thousands and thousands and thousands. And so that is an important concept to keep before us, this idea of blessing. And so if we go further, there's... Uh, if you look at that chart, that's my ministry over 16 years. But you see, not much happens for the first roughly 10 years. It's pretty disappointing. What you're doing is discipling and building leaders. And so if you overlay the broom, I call it, which is the multiplication broom, over on that, that thing there, you can see that there comes a point where it just starts to get out of control. And that's what God's gospel does. In the last days, it says that every tribe and every tongue and every nation will be represented in the heavens at the day of the return of Christ. It's only going to happen because of people like you sitting there who actually do it. You are it. You are the fulfillment of the Great Commission. It, we just wind that up into tens of millions of you doing this stuff. So let's look at 1 Thessalonians chapter 1. I'm going to read it and I will go to a, probably chapter 3 today. So let's get cracking on this. If you want to look at your Bible, you can, but uh, I'll just read it. It's from the Christian Standard, or it used to be the ESV, and it goes like this. Paul and Silvanus, or Silas, 
and Timothy, to the church of the Thessalonians, in God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace to you and peace. We always thank God for all of you, making mention of you constantly in our prayers. We recall, in the presence of our God and Father, your work produced by faith, your labor motivated by love, your endurance inspired by hope in the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's look back to verse 2 and it says, We thank God for all of you. Now, Paul's a church planter, and you've got to remember the context that this is in. Uh, most of the Thessalonian believers are not Jews, though there were some, and they came out of idolatry. Now, idolatry in the Middle East in those days was pretty wild sort of stuff. So he has this church, and there are all types and shapes of people, some of them extremely difficult people, which he mentions in other places. But he says this of everybody, regardless of whether they're difficult or not, he says, I thank God for all of you. Isn't that a cool thing? That he already is positioning himself to be generous, even to those that might be difficult and awkward in the church. And, he said, and in the way he, he positions himself to be thankful is through prayer for them. And then he reminds them of what they're doing because of who Christ is in them. He reminds them that your work is because of your, your faith and your labor is motivated by love and your endurance is inspired by hope. You see, it's kind of fascinating when you get to the end of this book, we get to the end of chapter 5, the amount of times that Paul actually expects new believers to do stuff. He expects them to express love to other people, he expects them to do good works, and he expects them to endure because of hope. It's mentioned all the way through. It's kind of interesting, when you're born again, when you come to know Jesus, it's not just believing, it's actually also doing. And we should be known first for what we do and second for what we believe. You know, many people want to say, well, yeah, well, what do you believe? You know, in a, a conversation about religion or faith. So what do you believe? Well, the best way to describe what you believe is what you do. In fact, that's how faith is described in the Bible. There are the doctrines of the faith, but largely faith is described by what you do. There's no other way really to, do, to express it. There's got to be a result. Let's move to chapter 4, uh, verse 4. So, for we know, brothers and sisters, loved by God, that he has chosen you. That's an interesting concept. Do you believe you chose God or did he choose you and therefore you chose him? Now, that's a theological debate, but the whole idea of resting in God's choice of you is a great assurance. It's, it's a great comfort to know that God's actually for me before I was for him. Because our gospel did not come to you in word only, but also in power, in the Holy Spirit or in Holy Spirit, and with full assurance. You know how we lived among you for your benefit. And you yourselves became imitators of us and of the Lord, when in spite of se severe persecution, you welcomed the message with joy from the Holy Spirit. 